0: Hello people, it's another episode of the show. It's The Big two-zero episode 20. <laughs> We've come a long way. Real quick, a big shout out to everyone who took time to take the survey I put out on social media. I really appreciate your efforts. We look forward to making changes to improve the overall quality of the podcast and those responses I got, man, were overwhelming. Thank you very much. It will go a long way for sure. So let's get straight to it. The All-Star Game I watched last week was... Arguably the best i've seen in a long while thank you adam silver for the initiative i it it was just amazing i'm short of words right now because i did not expect it to be as competitive as it was especially towards the end because we know all-star games nowadays now everything is just for the show guys dunking no defense it's fun to an extent but you want to see the best players in the world actually compete that is why they are there in the first place. They are they, they were chosen to compete, show the best of your skills to the world at that stage, and it was it was remarkable. I really really enjoyed myself watching that game. But before we even get into the All Star game. Let's take a stroll down memory lane. So Aaron Gordon and Zach Levin put on a show in 2016 and it was out of this world. A lot of people said that that's the best dunk contest they've seen since the year 2000 when Vince Carter stuck his arm in the ring, Tracy McGrady, Steve Franchise, all these guys were involved in that dunk contest. But we saw something this weekend and it was top-notch. I won't say it's as good as the 2016 dunk contest, but it was incredible. But I have a question. How many people feel Evan Gordon was, was robbed again? <laughs> I know I've not seen anybody here, but I know in their minds that like a million hands saying, yes, yes, so it was robbed again. It was it was really controversial, even more than the year 2016. Derrick Jones was out of his mind. The dunk he did where he he, he jumped over a dude, cut it off the glass between his legs. That one was out of this world. Like that, that was crazy. That's like top 10 dunks i've seen and i've not seen a pro dunk i watch all these clips and all the likes of chris staples jordan kilgan all these pro dunkers but i've not seen any one of them actually do that. that that one blew my mind for real and it's crazy like what are these guys eating waiting till they, they chop for you <laughs> if you think about it i know nigeria is ado everything is not going right but abba we said we did we they try we get bunnies but we know they even reach that standard waiting these guys they chop it's even crazier when you see those bullies life them high school mixtapes and stuff man those boys those kids 19 17 18 that age In at 15 there's this guy mike williams is out he jumps out of the gym and I'm like, what are these kids eating? is it that they're feeling them trampoline or something? <laughs> Maybe there's something called trampoline juice that everybody just gets a sip of it and they're off the ground like crazy. Aaron Gordon was nice. Like, he was as nice as he was in 2016. He did a scorpion dunk that was invented by Jordan Kilgan on the pro dunker where he jumped over chance, turning the opposite way and finished with his right hand. That was insane. I, I was off my seat like, what the hell? Then, I saw him jump over Taco Fall. 7 foot 5. I don't know. I, I don't care what dunk Derrick Jones might have done before that or was going to do after that. Jumping over a 7'5 dude is not supposed to happen. <laughs> I don't just think about it. If a 7'5 dude stands in front of the rim, he touches the rim with he doesn't need to stretch, he just raises his hand up and he covers the rim. This dude is 6'8. He's a 6'8 power powerful He had his ch- this f- pardon my language this dude had his chest at rim level jumping over taco uh, i'm still pained like i am still i'm frustrated that he has given us so many good performances and still he was unable to come up with a win Derrick Jones jumped from, the. Free, it wasn't even the free throw line, it was one step in and he did a windmill. Yes, the distance is cool, but we've seen Zach Lavine do that. We've seen other guys do that. James White, a couple of years ago, did that. But no one jumps over a 7'5 guy. Are you kidding me? He scaled him, He did not there was no push-up, there was nothing, and he lost by one. Really? Really, D-Wade? Yes, we know it was you. We saw your countenance after the whole thing. We know it was you why 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 they could have been cold winners or something but why why did you have to break that we could have had a night filled with electrifying dogs or just someone misses or something but it don't happen sha it don't happen so like i said earlier this is arguably the best all-star game i have seen in a minute it was really nice i was watching a clip on twitter it was the 2001 2001 all-star game where ai and kobe were going at it ai had 15 points in like the next nine minutes of the game it was it was tearing things up (laughs) kobe was sourcing left right center kobe was on the west obviously and ai on the east Kobe was just killing it. Mid-range, let he scored the mid-range over Mutombo, had one over yeah. Stefan Marbury. Stefan Marbury was getting his ass beat. It went crazy for like the last two minutes. Stefan Marbury came down the floor, hit a transition three on the west. And you know we've heard this talk about... Um the West always being better than the East. Then the players were trying to prove a point. These guys were on their game. They were playing defense. It was hard. The game was on the line. And you could see that these guys wanted to win. Defensively, offensively, they were on their game. And that's what stood out in this year's All-Star. Defense. Tim LeBron and Tim giannis went at it in the final quarter. I was, oh man, I had teary eyes. I was so emotional. <laughs> like, for, for real, it's been a while I've seen an all-star game with that kind of intensity, especially towards the end. These guys are all-stars. Let them fight for every point. Let them source on someone. Show these guys that ah, we are here for a reason, and they did just that. Did, did you people see the block on LeBron? That Giannis had on LeBron. Man, I was so happy they reviewed that. If not, problem for the everywhere for Scatter. Although LeBron's team came up with the win, but that particular play brings us to the main gist of the day um so you see referees are overseers of this game they try to put everything in order and lead us to a certain direction at the end of the game but it's been known that they make so many mistakes too so many obvious calls are missed i understand they are humans no doubt we are all humans we make mistakes but why so many though i had invited a referee to actually come in and do this with me, and I wanted to get his own opinion and know what exactly goes through their mind in certain points in games. But the guy is me, so I will speak my bit. We move regardless. I will go talk the one where I talk. See, as ball players, nothing infuriates us the most than referees trying to put their imprints on games with bad officiating. I wouldn't say bad officiating, but too many missed calls. I remember a certain game, I think it was a couple of months ago. During the Temple Jam Tournament, yeah, against Anambra Flames. So I was bringing down the ball and Tolani was guarding me full court pressure. So I was coming down the floor, spun around a couple of times, backing him down. And before I knew it, they sent a double team. I did not realize that on time. They sent a double team. So I lost the ball trying to spin off that. And the referee was standing right in front of us and he, he made a call that gave us the ball. It was clearly to our advantage, so I was cool. Okay, cool, yeah. He made a mistake that I can I can live with that. It was no turnover, it was a foul or something. And these guys were mad, they were going crazy. But you see, plays like that actually switches momentum from one team to another. Imagine they got that ball, they went down on, that, on the next position, make a big shot. It will be way difficult for us to actually get a footing back because now they are hyped. Everything works in their favor, you see so after the game i sat down and i played that scenario over and over again i tried to picture what was going through that official's mind at that period because he was standing right there was he caught in the moment was he thinking about a certain play was did he see something happen before was it the player that was close to me that made him make that call or is there a certain rule that tells him that if this guy spins this way then he deserves the ball back a lot of things went through my mind when I was thinking about it. And the funny thing is, it happens in the biggest of leagues. I was watching um, Utah Jazz Portland. It was the last play of the game, and Damian Lillard had a layup, but it was goaltended by Rudy Gobe and there was no call. It was sick. I don't know why they did not review that one, especially when it was towards the end. These guys are fighting for a playoff spot, and every win matters at this point of the season. It is crazy that. These things happen and you, you see the uh, NBA come out a couple of days later, they reviewed it and it should have been a goaltend, but since it was not called during the game, they can't award a win to Portland, it makes no sense, it makes no sense. Sometimes I feel officials are like, I don't like the way this game is going, let me just switch it up. These guys are scoring too much, let me give them a couple of hours, let these guys go and sit on the bench. These guys, do, they don't know how to um, react to certain calls that we make, even if we make a bad call. So, I'm not giving them calls anymore. These guys don't know how to talk. This one. It is very, very sad. This is unprofessional. There are a lot of competent referees in Nigeria, don't get me wrong. A lot of them are pretty cool. I can call them friends. Some of them are elder brothers. They are really cool, they know, they, we talk after games and stuff like that. But you don't get passes for missing obvious calls. With the way momentum switches in games, all those calls can change the overall look of a setting game. And it is always detrimental when it is very, very important for a team to get a win. I've seen situations where teams will actually want to beat the referee after a game. That's how, that's how crazy it, it gets sometimes. Referees need to do better. They need to take this thing seriously and you know the part that pisses me off the most is when a referee makes a call and the player walks up to him and he gives him this look like you are not shit, you can't talk to me or he gives him a stern look and that's that. Sometimes I feel these referees like, they, they feel like they are God because they have the whistle with them at that point in time. There was an incident that happened during the Division 1 <laughs> tournament, and um, David, my guy, he played for Raptors. There was a certain call that was made <laughs> against his team, and he looked at the bench and he screamed, Time out! <laughs> like he was playing pickups. But that was funny, but that wasn't even the big issue. I think the game after that, he said something to one of the referees. He got a tech and he was like, that because of us on a day, if to say we know day, we'll get job. And he got, he was ejected from the game. But as bad as his attitude was in that game, as bad as what he said was, he actually has a point. Without the players, there won't be referees. Without players, there won't be a basketball game. You wouldn't need a referee if these players are not playing the game. So. Why would you want to turn the game over its head? Referees, be more professional. And players too, we need to to step our game up. There are ways to actually address referees. I have spoken to a couple of them and they are like, some players know how to get calls from referees. It's natural. We are humans. They know they make a mistake here and there, they know they missed a certain call, but they'll always find a way to balance it. And for those who who are stronger than all those guys that like to give a stand up, that is Abby but those that really have played the game and they understand what it takes to be on that stage at a certain time they know how to balance things up so we also as players need to find a way to get the referees on our side there are also tricks here and there you'll notice there are some referees that don't like contact and there are other referees that are cool with contact but you also have to find a way to liaise with them and know, okay this guy is doing this this is what is happening during the course of the game you guys miss this amazing you don't just come out barking at everyone not everyone can take it it is also unprofessional on our side to actually scream at referees you get me but referees are big i am pleading We now Nigeria, with the everything they scattered don't make the game hard for us again i beg with these competitions coming up the festival the league which i hope will come up pretty soon even as everything does scatterish please and please let's build a much welcoming attitude to players who want to talk to you in games i know the back and forth in games are really tough not just on players but also on you guys as reference but I beg, if we work together, let's step up this thing. Make it not be like say we fight every time. With that, I round up today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. It's been wonderful, episode 20. And to that referee that slide me, you know yourself, I'm coming back for you. Thank you very much. Tune in next time. It's your boy Ekomo. Flat out.